Robert Newton is a prince among research scientists. You get that rank when you've saved lives with your research. And when you have become scientist of the year in your state, WA, where he's at Edith Cowan University. Quite a few of us have benefited from his team's work, as you'll see if you look up a catalyst program called Cancer and Exercise from about 2016. And here's Professor Newton right now. I think that we've got a very, very strong research and also clinical level here in Western Australia. I'm very pleased to be part of that. And it was one of the reasons for moving to Western Australia is that research and clinical work in health and medicine is very strong here. Definitely the messages are getting out. And I think in part because a lot of leading professional organisations have embraced exercise as medicine. So since last we talked, the Clinical Oncology Society of Australia, which of course is the main oncology association in this country, released their position statement around exercise medicine and management of cancer. So that's a very, very strong commitment by a leading professional body there. So definitely it has advanced considerably and we're seeing much higher uptake. Unfortunately, though, we still don't see very much support from Medicare, for example, and from the government in general in terms of supporting exercise as medicine. And what about the mechanism? Because we've talked about the ways in which phagocytes, <laughs> parts of the blood which clear up the mess, you know, if you get lots of exercise, you get more phagocytes going around, making sure that you get clean and the plumbing's working. And that makes sense in terms of general health. But beyond that, how much is known in a targeted way? I think one of the great frontiers for exercise oncology is exploring the underlying mechanisms by which exercise acts as a medicine to prevent cancer developing in the first place, but also to reduce its rate of growth and to control the disease overall and ultimately improve survival. There's actually 12 mechanisms which are currently under exploration by various groups around the world. We're particularly interested in a group of molecules called cytokines. And these cytokines are released from both muscle and also fat tissue. And these are signaling molecules which have a very strong influence directly on cancer cells to either promote them or suppress them, but also they control all the other systems of the body, including the immune system. And they work in tandem with the immune system to provide internal medicine, and as you say, cells activated to actually destroy the cancer cells, natural killer cells and other types of T cell. And presumably the tumours would attract, paradoxically, some of these cytokines because they want to grow, and uh, if they can make use of the various nutrients, they'll do so. Absolutely. And the great challenge in terms of oncology and managing cancer is that localised cancers which are slow growing are in the main relatively easy to manage and to treat. The problem is that cancer cells, because they're continually dividing and very rapidly evolving actually and changing their DNA and their actual processes, they actually develop ability to cloak themselves. And so the body's natural innate immune system is now unable to recognise these cancer cells and that's when they tend to really take off because our internal systems are not able to locate, identify and destroy the cancer cells. And also, of course, we have the issue of metastases, where the cells, again, the cancer cells, they change, they alter their processes as they continually divide. And then if they do metastasize and travel outside the localised area, much, much harder to treat. Of course, one of the things about exercise is that we're tempted to do the stuff that comes naturally, that's easy. 
I will always happily go for a run on the beach. But uh, that's not quite the same as resistance training. In other words, building the muscles, using the weights. And just down the corridor where you've got your lab, I can see resistance training going all the time. Absolutely. I mean, the humans as an animal are actually built and have evolved to lift weights every single day. That's what we have to do. And that is very, very important for maintaining the size of the muscles. Myokines are positive and cancer suppressive, if you like, and they're released from muscle. The larger the muscle mass in the body, then the more the body dispenses these anti-cancer medicines. And so resistance training is very, very important to maintain the quality and also the quantity of muscle mass within the body because it has a direct role in suppressing tumour development. And is really, apart from that, almost any exercise a good thing, walking around the block? Certainly any exercise will be of benefit to a, a person with cancer or a person with any disease or with no disease. Any exercise is better than none. But I think we can be much more optimal than that. I think we have to move from a generic recommendation of just be physically active to one which we have actually targeted exercise medicine to address the key issues which are affecting the patient and what conditions are most likely to cause their greatest morbidity or mortality, and then design a targeted exercise prescription to optimally change the medicine internally within their body to produce the best outcomes. And it seems quite paradoxical for many people that you can do so quite early. I've been in your gym and interviewed someone who'd quite recently had a mastectomy and that was just days afterwards, amazingly early. We're moving very quickly away from the model of rest. Even post-surgical now, there was understanding there that people should rest. You've had a major surgery, perhaps don't do anything for six weeks. The problem is that the body further deconditions and fitness level falls and the actual patient, then we have to rehabilitate them from a much lower point. So now what we're doing is getting them physically active as quickly as we can, targeted exercise almost immediately after surgery. We want to get them out of hospital, we want to get them out of bed, get them up, get them moving because the outcomes have been demonstrated to be far more effective and better. Are the patients willing or they say, no, I just want to lie back? Look, it is a challenge to get people to exercise, particularly someone who is going through a cancer experience and the treatment. They may feel exceptionally unwell. We also need to think of exercise as a medicine. And there are some things that you will be asked to do for your own benefit in terms of exercise, which may be unpleasant. Chemotherapy is not pleasant, but most patients would understand that it is the recommendation they've been given to you know, potentially save their life. And I think yes, we but may I ask you that, how is exercise making the chemotherapy more efficient? That's a surprise. The exercise is what we call an adjuvant treatment. So this is given at the same time as the main treatment. Huge potential there because we've seen in early work with animals initially, but there's now a couple of human trials that have been done where the exercise actually increases the effectiveness of the chemotherapy. It reduces the side effects all chemotherapy will produce some toxicities and that will require the oncologist to reduce the dose. They'll have to back it off a bit because the patient's not tolerating the chemotherapy. Exercise, what we know, if they do exercise during the course of chemotherapy, those toxicities will be reduced and they're much more likely to be able to get the full dose, so the prescribed dose. And of course, that may be one of the reasons why people who are physically active while they have cancer actually have a greater survival. It may just be that they tolerate the chemotherapy better. More chemotherapy agent injected into the body means more likely to kill the cancer. Any large part of the medical establishment disagree with you? 
Look, I wouldn't say that they disagree. I think that the vast majority of medical doctors have very little training in exercise medicine. They may receive a single lecture on the importance of physical activity and exercise in their six-year degree, but that's the limit of it. And it's not a problem per se or a criticism. Everyone has to have their own areas of expertise and their own scope of practice. I think that the, most doctors would realise that being physically active is important. Being sedentary causes enormous amount of disease. But I, I don't believe as yet that they understand that exercise is actually a medicine. Sometimes when I give presentations and I say that they scoff a little bit or have a bit of a giggle. But the exercise actually produces enormous biochemical changes within the body, huge changes. If you try to induce those same changes, injecting or taking a pill, then the whole system would go haywire and you'd have enormous side effects, which we do for a lot of drug treatments. But when we exercise, it's just natural processes and it's highly coordinated within the body. And those chemicals that are produced, hormones, cytokines, adipokines, etc., are very, very powerful medicines. Yeah, the story is, and it came out of Harvard, the study of exercise, that we evolved as animals that could run a long, long way because instead of shooting your dinner because you didn't have any technology to do that, you wore down your quarry (laughs) just by refusing to give up and running huge distances. And so we're actually equipped to do all that sort of thing. We've evolved to do it, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. Our underlying physiology, our genetics, requires us to be physically active every single day for a large part of the day. Our body expects that. And that's why pretty much all of the chronic diseases that we now face, particularly cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, are due to the fact that we're flying in the face of our underlying genetic makeup. Well, thank you very much for your interview and also for keeping me alive for so long. (laughs) Thanks, Robin. It's a pleasure as always to speak with you. Robert Newton is Professor of Exercise Medicine at Edith Cowan University. And of course, Edith Cowan was political royalty herself, as you'll see on your $50 note. The Science Show on RN.